The phrase, winter is coming, is by far the trademark phrase for Game of Thrones. And that phrase definitely has the same impact in the NFL season, especially for the month of December, which is by far the make or break month in any NFL season. So, winter is coming for the NFL in the month of December. Who will survive? Let's talk about it from NFL Week 13 of the 2022 season. But first, let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm Bruce Brandon, and for this edition of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping NFL Week 13 from the 2022 NFL season. As you're now into the month of December, the most critical month of the 2022 NFL season, and for any NFL season, we're now pushing towards the playoffs, and this month is make or break for several NFL franchises on the bubble. As several teams, despite the record, still have a chance to make the playoffs, and Week 13 was definitely a defining moment for some of them. I'll be recapping some key games, and I'll be discussing key observations and the questions that stood out from week 13 of the 2022 NFL season. But first though, what beer am I pairing for this week's action of the NFL season from week 13? Well that beer is called Tree Beer IPA, a Christmas style IPA from Drake's Brewing. This IPA is a Christmas blend that is brewed with fresh spruce tips, juniper berries, chinook, and Idaho 7 hops. The malt is two-row and caraplus. The taste of the fresh spruce tips from the pine trees are a strong flavor in this beer that combines well the juniper berries. It has a nice non-hazy color to it as this IPA is more filtered. This IPA also pairs well with a variety of holiday foods and could be part of the main course for any Christmas dinner or just dessert such as pumpkin pie. You can even save a cannabis beer just like I did and add to your Christmas decorations for future years to come and even do what I did and place it on the Christmas tree as this beer is definitely a perfect decoration to have that can be on the shelf with your Christmas decorations or as an ornament on your Christmas tree as it really does offset well to Christmas lights. And again, that beer is called Tree Beer IPA from Drake's Brewing. It comes in a 16-ounce can with nice can art of a pine tree with an ABV 5.5%. And this beer is also in a limited release. So if you're in the Sacramento area or in the Bay Area and you run across this beer, the Tree Beer IPA, definitely do pick it up for your Christmas beer selection. It's also a great beer to have during a 2022 NFL season in the month of December. It's now time for me to recap week 13 of the 2022 NFL season. So here we go with the first game. For the Thursday night game, the New England Patriots lost a must-win game by losing to the division rival to Buffalo Bills by a score of 24-10. It was a lower-scoring game than I expected. Josh Allen from Buffalo threw for 223 yards and two touchdowns in this Buffalo win, while New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones threw for 195 yards and one touchdown. Down. The Bills are now 9 and 3 as they continue to dominate the AFC East, while the Patriots are now 6 and 6, as this loss is now blow to their playoff aspirations. However, though, the Patriots could probably still sneak into the playoffs, but they can't afford any more losses in the month of December, which is by far the most critical month in the NFL season. We shall see how the New England Patriots move on going forward. The second game on the list is the Denver Broncos versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens won a low scoring game over the Denver Broncos, who are are now, in my view, screwed in this year's season, and maybe even beyond for at least a couple years. The score was 19-9, and despite the Ravens' victory, their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, left the game early due to a knee injury. He was replaced by backup quarterback Tyler Huntley, who threw for 187 yards and one interception. It was an ugly win for the Ravens, as their record is now 8-4, but just keep them in contention for the playoffs, and also winning the AFC North. But, if Lamar Jackson is out, will this reverse their fortunes this season? As for the Broncos, 
Broncos, you're looking at a rough offseason as many are wondering what the future holds for them and Russell Wilson. The Broncos are now 3-9, and nine, and given the price they paid for Russell Wilson in terms of draft picks, they're also looking at what could be a very bleak 2023 NFL draft. Yet, what set up was what happened after the game, and that was Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, liking a tweet about the Detroit Lions defeating the Jaguars in a rout. Is Lamar Jackson hinting at something much bigger, such as going to a different team, such as the Lions? More on that later. Game number three is the Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. In a game that was shrouded in questions due to Aaron Rodgers, the Packers defeated the Chicago Bears by a score of 20-19. Many wondered if Aaron Rodgers would start in this game, given the way their season is gone, and if Jordan Love is going to play to see if the Packers do indeed have a future quarterback with Jordan Love, and also with their dismal playoff prospects. But the Packers won this game by Aaron Rodgers throwing for 182 yards and one touchdown. The Packers are now 5-8, as they're still in a hole as they try to stay in playoff contention in an ever-increasing, competitive NFC Conference. Despite the win, there will still be questions by Aaron Rodgers, and if Jordan Love will get more playing time this season. My theory is that Jordan Love will only start if the Packers take one more loss and are out of playoff contention. The next game is the Tennessee Titans and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Titans could be seeing a change in fortune in their season, as he might be fading after the lopsided loss against the Eagles. The score is 35-10, making for a very ugly day for the Titans, as they're now 7-5, which is the last thing they need for playoff aspirations, especially in the month of December. Their former wide receiver, A.J. Brown, who they traded to the Eagles during the past NFL draft, had 119 yards and two touchdowns for the Eagles. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts also threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns. The Eagles are now 11-1 as they continue their commanding lead in the NFC Conference. This now brings me to Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. During this NFC West divisional matchup, the Seahawks won over the Rams by a score of 27-23 and it was a closer game than I expected. Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith threw for 367 yards and three touchdowns and one interception for an impressive game in this win for Seattle. This win now moves the Seahawks to a 7-5 record as they look to keep pace with the 49ers and the Seahawks may overtake the 49ers given recent events with the 49ers, which I'll talk about in the next game. The Rams now sink to 3-9 as their season continues to get worse and just like the Broncos, they're also facing what could be an ugly offseason. This now brings me to the 49ers and the Miami Dolphins. The 49ers win their matchup against the Miami Dolphins, who are now coached by the former offensive coordinator Mike McDaniels. The 49ers won this game by a score of 33-17 and a dominated win over the Dolphins, but it came at a cost, as 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot in this game and he is now out for the season, delivering what could be a huge blow for the 49ers, as it could very well sink their season unless third-string quarterback Brock Purdy can indeed be an effective quarterback for the 49ers. Purdy actually had a good game as he threw for 220 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, showing the 49ers may have someone who could replace Jimmy Garoppolo for the season, but it's also just one game. The 49ers are now 8-4 and four as they lead the NFC West, but given today's events, the Seahawks might indeed catch up and win the NFC West. It's too soon to tell, which does open an interesting storyline in the NFC West for the remainder of the season. The next game is the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals continue their dominance over the Chiefs as he won over Kansas City in their playoff rematch from last year. The score was close, with the Bengals winning by a score of 27-24 during a game that was a quarterback duel between Bengals quarterback Joseph Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. This is a big win for the Bengals as they now move up to 8-4, tying themselves with the Ravens. The Chiefs are now 9-3, tying them with the Buffalo Bills for control of the AFC Conference. The next game is the Chargers and the Raiders in the key AFC West matchup. The Raiders continued their effort to salvage their season 
as they won against divisional rival the Los Angeles Chargers in this AFC West matchup. The score is 27-20 with Derek Carr throwing for 250 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Raiders, had 177 receiving yards and two touchdowns as the Raiders now move up to 5-7, which just keep them in the playoff race as long as they keep winning. The Chargers are now 6-6, six and six, and they're also still in a playoff race, but that could change given how things have been going for them this season, and their head coach Brandon Staley may also get fired after the season if the Chargers miss the playoffs, which right now looks more increasingly likely. This now brings me to the Sunday night game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts, which resulted in a big blowout win for the Dallas Cowboys. The game was even for a while, but then the Cowboys took off in a drive field largely by their defense as he had three interceptions and we also secured the win by a score of 54-19. This is the largest scoring victory for the Cowboys so far this season, and likely the largest win they'll have this season. But the Colts are not also the most competitive opponent in the NFL, so it might not be the biggest victory for the Cowboys in terms of strategic purposes. Just for points. The Cowboys are 9-3, as they're now two games behind the Eagles for first place in the NFC Conference. But the Vikings ahead the Cowboys by one game. But the Cowboys needed this win, they need to keep winning in the month of December, and they cannot afford any losses if they're going to overtake the Eagles in the NFC Conference. And they'll face off against the Eagles later this month in a rematch in Dallas on Christmas Eve. The final game on the list is the Monday night game between Tampa Bay and the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady led a late fourth quarter comeback in the Monday night game and a win over the New Orleans Saints in a key NFC South divisional matchup, where Tom Brady threw a late fourth quarter touchdown. Tampa Bay won this game by a score of 17 to 16, raising them to an even 6 and 6 record as they maintained the lead in NFC South. It's a big win for Tampa Bay and for Tom Brady. It was a very exciting game to watch. Came down to the very last minute. I mean, I was really watching this game very intensely as I never knew what was going to happen and if Tom Brady was going to lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to that late fourth quarter win, which in the end he did. But the looming question now is, what does Tom Brady do after this season? And where does he go next season? Will he retire, stay in Tampa, or join another NFL team? We shall see. This now brings me to the questions segment for this episode from questions and observations from NFL Week 13 of the 2022 NFL season. With the first one being, can New England make the playoffs? Well, right now they're playoff chances are indeed in jeopardy after a loss against the Buffalo Bills. So right now, I think it's a toss-up if New England can indeed make the playoffs. It's not impossible, but also not likely right now at the same time. Because they can't afford any more losses going forward in the season, they gotta win the rest of their games. Because the AFC Conference is more competitive than the NFC. Any loss for New England right now could be a season-ending loss that also keeps them out of playoffs. So, I think it's possible Bill Belichick and Mac Jones are indeed a good pairing for the Patriots. But right Right now, they got a lot of work to do to make the playoffs, and that loss against Buffalo definitely doesn't help. Now, some are saying their playoff hopes are already over with, but I don't think it's impossible for New England right now. I do believe they can indeed make the playoffs, but they got to win more games, and they can't afford any more losses going forward. Question number two is, how bad would Denver's offseason be? And also, how long will it take for them to recover from the catastrophic season they had this year? They're definitely looking right now at a very ugly offseason, as right now they trade a lot of draft picks to get Russell Wilson, they paid him a lot of money, and right now that investment not pay off this season. The most likely they're going to fire their head coach Nathaniel Hackett and get a new coach. But also one thing I think about is this. Denver right now is kind of a mess. And if I was looking at this from a head coaching candidate in the NFL, would I, as a head coaching candidate in the NFL, want to coach the Denver Broncos given how much 
Sancho Mester in because this team right now needs to rebuild. They need to rebuild like the Detroit Lions are doing right now. So the question is, are there any coaching candidates that will want to take on that challenge? Because if they do, the front office, along with the ownership group, will need to practice a lot of patience for whoever coaches the Broncos next season because right now, I definitely don't think it's going to be Nathaniel Hackett. And also Russell Wilson. What's the future hold for Russell Wilson? I still do believe he'll play for Denver next season because, after all, they paid him a lot of money and signed him to a long-term contract. So the Broncos and Russell Wilson, they're stuck with one another for a long period of time. But can he turn it around and have a better season next year? All of that is up in the air right now because the Broncos have a lot of work to do and their offseason looks indeed very ugly. But also, how long will it take for them to recover? It might take two or three seasons for the Broncos to recover from the disaster this season has become for them. This season for them was a dumpster fire. It keeps getting even more worse and worse and out of control. There was also lack of draft capital given what they traded to get Russell Wilson to Seattle. Seattle was a winner in this trade, and the Broncos were a major loser, even though many thought that Russell Wilson will start a great new beginning with the Denver Broncos, and that hasn't happened. So, the Broncos, after this season is over with, they're looking at a very ugly offseason, and also, a lot of challenges to fix in the NFL Draft as they indeed need to revamp their roster and go on a journey to rebuild, with the veteran quarterback and Russell Wilson as part of that process, and also most likely a new head coach. Question number three is, can the Green Bay Packers make the playoffs? I say it's possible, but just like the New England Patriots, the Packers got to keep winning games and they cannot afford any more losses. Because one loss for the Packers, and it's all over. And that opens up a whole new situation if they need to bench Aaron Rodgers in order to start Jordan Love to see if Jordan Love is indeed the future of the Packers. So right now the Green Bay Packers, it's not impossible. It's definitely a big thing for Aaron Rodgers right now. And Aaron Rodgers did say he'll continue to play for the Packers this season as long as they're mathematically in contention for the playoffs, which they are. But one thing that's standing their way right now in their own division is the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have already beaten the Packers earlier this season and they do have a rematch coming up soon in this month of December. I believe that game, assuming both teams have won all their games before this rematch, could be part of the deciding factor who makes it to the playoffs from the NFC North, assuming the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers are still in contention by time to play one another in their rematch this month. My next question is, are the Tennessee Titans starting to fade? Well, after their loss against the Philadelphia Eagles and the way some of the other games have gone this season, Titans might very well miss the playoffs. I still think they might make it in there, but barely, but maybe they're also starting to fade. Maybe they got exposed against the Eagles in their loss this past Sunday. There is also the factor they're in a very weak division that they'll likely win, which will definitely get them to the playoffs. But I don't expect to make a deep playoff run this season because they definitely got exposed, I believe, against the Eagles, and maybe the Titans are starting to fade, which means they definitely got to fix those issues in the offseason. But Mike Vrabel, the head coach, is definitely a very good coach for the Titans and also one of the best coaches in the NFL. So if the Titans are starting to fade, it'll likely be short-lived and just for the season because I do expect them to be a contender in the years to come in the NFL, just as long as Mike Vrabel is their head coach. But maybe they might win next week and bounce back for the rest of the month of December, while also surprising many in the playoffs. This now brings me to the Los Angeles Rams, and that question is, how bad will the offseason be for the Rams, and also, how long will it take for the Rams to recover from the disaster and dumpster fire they had this season? The Rams right now, just like I said before, are indeed a shipwrecked franchise. They're definitely in a very bad spot, all the injuries, the lack of draft capital, and also cap space are indeed come back to haunt the Rams. Despite that though, they won the Super Bowl 
Bowl last year using the Super Team method. But I do wonder, will that method continue for the Rams going forward, or will they rebuild in a more traditional way like other NFL franchises do? Based on what's going on right now, the Rams, in my view, will likely go in a more traditional approach because they may not have the draft capital along with the cap space to build a Super Team for the next few years. So in my view, the Rams are probably going to go in a more traditional route in terms of rebuilding their roster, which might take two or three years, depending on how they navigate this offseason. But here's one thing we do know. The Rams, they are a pile of bricks right now and a pile of rubble. They are the return Super Bowl champions, but this NFL season is beyond a Super Bowl hangover for the Rams. In my view, it was flat-out intoxication. And they are now wasted. This now brings me to the next question and observation from this past weekend's NFL action from Week 13, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. And that is, do the Bengals have this dominance over the Chiefs? Do they have the Chiefs' number, and are the Bengals the Chiefs' Achilles heel? Well, so far, that seems to be yes. The Bengals once again won over the Chiefs in their playoff rematch from last year. It just appears that the Bengals, that there's something about them, that the Chiefs cannot defeat the Bengals for some weird reason. I don't know what it is, but maybe someday Chiefs will overcome the Bengals, maybe in the playoffs in this season, because maybe they'll have another rematch in the playoffs. Because the Buffalo Bills, they're already a rival to Kansas City, but it seems that the Bengals are the other rival in the AFC Conference to the Kansas City Chiefs. Because right now, Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes, and it doesn't appear to be ending anytime soon. But right now, there is a chance they might run into each other in the playoffs in a rematch. Which, if that game does happen, it'll be an instant NFL playoff classic. The next question is, can the Raiders possibly sneak into the playoffs? It's actually not outside the realm of possibility. I thought their season was over with a few weeks ago, but it does appear to making some incredible improvements, winning some key games, also winning divisional games as well. So maybe the Raiders, as long as they win the rest of their games this month, along with other teams losing, could maybe make the wildcard playoffs for the AFC Conference. I don't think it's likely, but right now the Raiders appear to be turning their season around and getting things back in order. They definitely were in a transition phase with a new head coach, with Josh McDaniels, and maybe they're finally starting to figure things out. But even though they don't make the playoffs, they appear to be making a turnaround in this year's season. But also, the chances of them making the playoffs definitely, in my view right now, definitely do have a chance of happening. A small chance, but it's also possible. This also applies to Detroit Lions. Maybe, just maybe the Detroit Lions can make the playoffs. And also, here's a wild scenario for y'all. What if the Detroit Lions and the Raiders make the playoffs? They're from separate conferences. The Lions are from the NFC. The Raiders from the AFC. And they end up surviving the playoffs and face off against one another in the Super Bowl. That there would be wild. Talk about Dark Horse style Super Bowl matchup. My next question is, is Brandon Staley done as head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? So far, he's still the coach, but the loss against the Raiders definitely does not help his situation as head coach of the Chargers. There has been talk he might be fired after the season with Sean Payton waiting the wings. But so far, nothing has been confirmed, but the loss against the Raiders definitely does not help Brandon Staley's situation at all. The Chargers should be a much better team. They got a lot of talent on their roster. The problem is, Brandon Staley really hasn't taken advantage of what he has on his roster to make the Chargers a very competitive team. This is very well a team that could be in the Super Bowl, but right now they're lagging behind not only their division, the AFC West, but also the AFC Conference. So the living question is, what happens to Brandon Staley after the season as head coach of the Chargers? Many are saying he's in the hot seat right now, as Sean Payne could indeed be his replacement as head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. My next question is, does Lamar Jackson went out of Baltimore and he's going to join a different team? It was after the Baltimore win over the Denver Broncos, in where Lamar Jackson liked a tweet posted on Twitter that was about the Lions' dominating win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. This had many speculating 
arguing that Lamar Jackson wants to be the next quarterback of the Detroit Lions. So far, nothing else has come from the tweet, except that he liked the tweet, but also has led to speculation that Lamar Jackson maybe wants out of Baltimore, given his current contract situation. And also, Detroit Lions do have some draft capital they can use in a potential trade to the Ravens to secure Lamar Jackson. But at the same time, the Detroit Lions do have some lingering roster concerns they also need to address. So, as tempting as it may be, making a drastic trade to get Lamar Jackson for the Lions probably won't work out in the long term, because those draft selections may indeed be used elsewhere while also getting a quarterback in the draft in 2023. And remember, the Detroit Lions need to look at this. Look what happened when the Seahawks and the Denver Broncos made the Russell Wilson trade. Just look at how that's working out for Denver so far. Not so well. Maybe the Lions can learn something from that trade. So, if Lamar Jackson wants out of Baltimore, maybe the Lions should take heed. But, the situation between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson is far from over. It's kind of turned to a standoff in terms of his contract that definitely makes for a unique storyline we could see play out in the offseason. This now brings me to the last question on the list, and that is, where does Tom Brady go after the season? Does he retire, stay with Tampa, or play for someone else? Well, here's what I think is going to happen. He definitely will not retire. He'll come back next season, but I think he's going to play for someone else. And that team could be the Carolina Panthers. There's a lot of buzz going around about Sean Payton coaching the Panthers, that also includes Tom Brady as the quarterback. There's a lot of talk right now about Sean Payton and Tom Brady being a package deal for an NFL team next season. I haven't seen any confirmation of that just yet, but maybe something's going on behind the scenes making this happen. So do keep an eye on Sean Payton and Tom Brady as a duo for next year's NFL season as wherever Sean Payton goes, Tom Brady might follow. So maybe it's all likelihood right now that Tom Brady will not stay with Tampa after the season as he will be a free agent. And Tom Brady will not retire from the NFL until teams stop making them offers. And right now, there are several teams in the NFL looking for a quarterback, and Tom Brady is indeed one of those quarterbacks. So, Tom Brady, in my view, will not retire. He'll come back next season, but it will not be for Tampa Bay. But the storyline is also fluid, and anything can change at a moment's notice. And that there should do for me on this edition of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Also, do check out this podcast on Instagram, at Bruce Still Podcast on Instagram. Do stay tuned for future guest interviews, NFL coverage, and TV show recaps, and the beverages that go with them. In the meantime, do enjoy some good craft beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Uh-huh.